encouraged by seeing uh, the videos and hearing uh, Pastor as he uh, told us about Faith Promise Missions. And, and um, he did an excellent job of explaining Faith Promise scripturally, biblically. And uh, we thank God that, uh, that you are involved in these different projects. I mean, it's exciting to see what you're already doing. And your church has a part in every one of those. And it's just incredible how that God has uh, allowed us, allowed you, and allow, allowed all of us. I say us because I consider myself a, a kind of non-official member, a part of your, your church. And uh, we, uh, we feel like we're a part of your ministry as well. You know, your church has supported our ministry for many years. And uh, we've uh, been able to uh, now, uh, we started off with uh, one and then two and then three national pastors in communist Laos and also in uh, Cambodia. And now we're at 110 different pastors in uh, 20 different countries, 21 different countries actually. And um, we're seeing uh, this, just this year, for example, we've seen over 2,436 professions of faith uh, through our ministry around the, around the world and uh, several hundred that have been baptized. And we're just, we're hearing every, every day, uh, literally every day, people are being saved somewhere around the world what, what, through one, one, one missionary that you're supporting. And not through me, but through, through those 110 other people that we, that we help. And so God is uh, using you in a great way. And I, um, I'm just thrilled with it. Now, your pastor explained Faith Promise Missions. And one of the things he said tonight was that this is not something that you're commanded to do. And that's true. That's exactly, uh, totally accurate. Uh, in Second Corinthians chapter 8, you remember we read the verse a few moments ago in verse 8, which says, I speak not by commandment. So, <clears throat> so in, this, in this offering that we're talking about, when you get that card and you fill out how much you're going to give over and above your tithe on a monthly basis to, to missions, you're, you're not commanded to do that. So in other words, this is not something that you have to do. <clears throat> you don't even have to fill out the card. It's not a command. There's certain things that God commands us to do. Uh, faith promise missions is not one of those things. Um, you, you see, um, God does command us to get the gospel around the world. <clears throat> he's told us, he's told your church that you're to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is commanded. But how you do it is not. Um, faith promise is just a wonderful way, a God-ordained way, that we can do what we are commanded to do. And that is to get the gospel around the world. Certain things are commanded. Tithing is commanded. I believe God commands us to tithe. The Bible says, will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? You say, wherein have we robbed thee? (laughs) He said, in tithes and offerings. And so, uh, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. The storehouse is, of course, the local church in this age. And so, God commands us to tithe. Christians have tithed for, from, uh, for generations, for thousands of years. God's people have tithed, and we continue to tithe today. So, but, so, so we tithe. But over and above the tithe, how much should you give to Faith Promise Missions? Well, that, that's, that's between you and God. That's something that God um, and you will, will talk about, you pray about, and to see what you believe God wants you to do. We saw those things so clearly laid out as a pastor gave us to give it to us a few moments ago. Notice in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 again in verse 12. The Bible says that there first be a willing mind. And so this is something that God, that you're willing to do, that God lays upon your heart, and you, you willingly participate in this. Now, you don't have to participate. But if you're willing, if you're yielded to God, and if you care about, if you love God, and you want to get the gospel around the world, then this is an opportunity for you to do so. God is looking for a willing mind. We make this decision in the heart. In chapter 9 and verse 7, every man according to his purpose in his heart. So this decision is made in the heart. 
And this is something that we are giving back to God in order to be able to use to further the gospel, and it's something that's coming from our heart. And let's face it, nobody wants a gift that doesn't come from the heart, correct? I mean, we want we, we, we appreciate gifts when people give them to us because they're genuine gifts, because they love us, and uh, they are willingly doing this. For example, my wife and I have been married almost 50 years. This coming January 29th will be 50 years. Hard to believe, huh? We got married when I was six and she was three, and uh, it was an arranged marriage, and it's worked out, it's worked out well. But... Uh, but for 50 years, we've been married. So let's say this coming January 29th comes up. And by the way, we're going to do something really special for our, our, uh, our 50th anniversary. I'm going to take her out to a nice buffet. Usually, we go to Costco. And uh, <clears throat> then they shut down their buffet for quite a while there. And so it was <laughs> kind of tough, you know. I, I, we didn't know where to eat after that. But uh, we're going to Israel for our 50th anniversary. And so we're excited about it. And, but but that's, we're not going to leave until February 28th, which is actually her birthday. Our anniversary is January 29th. So let's suppose this coming January 29th, because we're not going to actually celebrate our anniversary until February when we go to Israel. And so uh, let's suppose that on January 29th, I show up at the house, and I walk in the door. And ladies, I'm, I'm, holding, a, um, I'm holding a box, and it's wrapped, a wrapped present box. It's about, well, maybe about that thick, and it comes, it's about, maybe about that long and that thick. What's inside that box? What? What? A little bit longer, okay? You can tell how often I do this for her, huh? Roses, right? <clears throat> roses are in that box, sure. I'm coming in on January 29th, and I've got a, I've got a box of roses. And I, I walk up to her, and I bring those roses to her. I walk in the door. That, now, again, the box is about that long. It's about this thick. And inside it are roses. Ladies, what color are the roses? Red, yeah, yeah. Why red? I have no idea. <clears throat> That's just what it's supposed to be. And so I come walking in the door. And I've got this, uh, this box of red roses. So I walk in, I come in the door, I look at her, she looks at me, and I say this. I say, here's your roses. You've been hitting all, all week long you wanted them. Here, there they are. I throw them on the table. Hope you enjoy it. You know how much those cost now with COVID? You know how much those cost? <laughs> you know how much this cost to get these roses? Enjoy it. Hope you like them. Let me ask you a question, girls. Does she want those roses? No, no she didn't want those roses. Why? Because they weren't given with love, right? And so I think maybe that's why God says, look, you don't have to do this. This is not a commandment. Um, <clears throat> we're going to pass out the cards. We're asking you to sincerely say, God, what would you have me to do? Lord, and God will give to you what he wants to give through you. God, what would you give to me that I can be able to help with these projects like we've seen tonight? Lord, how can I have a part in that? And, but then you give that, you, you fill out that card, not because you were pressured, not because you, we had the conference and you felt like a, you, you know, you, everybody's watching and they're going to find out what I'm, what I'm giving. No, no. We're doing that because we love God, because we want to do this. This is something that is coming from the heart, and that's what God is looking for. Now, if you do decide to participate, so you don't have to do it. You don't have to fill out the card. Nobody's going to, you're not going to be a second-class citizen here. We're still going to love you. Uh, we, we, they take up those, car, those cards. If you, if you don't turn one in, you are still loved. You are still a part of the church. Your pastor still loves you. The family still loves you. You're still welcome here. You're, still, you're, still, you're just as, part, as much a part as you were before. But here's what it means. It means this. It means you just missed out. You missed out on what God is doing here in the missions program of this church. And there's something even, even more important than that. 
Here's what it means as well. If you fill out that card, it means that you, you meant it when you told God, I love you. Because look, if you would, please, at verse 8, chapter 8, verse 8. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. When you said, Lord, I love you, it means you meant it. It proves you meant it. To prove the sincerity of your love. Talk is cheap. Love is not an emotion. Love is not a feeling. It's something we do. It is something that we may keep that commitment that we've made to God. So, you don't have to do it, but... So, why don't we go home? <clears throat> we'll wrap it up now? Because I just told you people, you don't have to do it. Pastor's just thinking, Oh, man, what am I done? I actually asked him to come here and do this. <laughs> he will never be back. <laughs> no. You don't have to do it, (laughs) but I don't want to stop there. I want to say this to you, but you should, and I highly recommend that you do. Why? Let me give you three reasons very quickly. Number one, if you don't have to fill out the card, why should you? Number one, you need to do it for the sake of others. What will happen if you fill out that card? If you say to God, Lord, what do you want me to give? And you determine and you pray about it. You, husband and wife, you talk about it. You come up with the amount you believe God wants you to give. Children, your teenager, you, you, you decide what, you, what God wants you to give. And you fill out that card. What's going to happen? What happens as a result of that is that missionaries will go out, go, go out from here. They go around the world. And they're going to see people saved. Amazing things are going to happen. In some cases, people who have never heard the name of Jesus will hear for the first time. Now... I was in Thailand. My wife and I were in Thailand not long ago. We were in a taxi, and this taxi driver spoke excellent English. I mean, you would think he would—you would think would have thought he was an American. His English was excellent. We're driving along in this taxi. We're in the back seat. We're driving along. I'm talking to this guy. We're holding a conversation as if as if uh, we both uh, grew up with English speaking. We're talking, and I said to him something. I said, "Let me ask you a question. You ever heard of Coca-Cola?" He turned around and looked at me. He said, "What?" I said, Coca-Cola, have you ever heard of Coca-Cola? He said, sure, of course. And I said, oh. I said, have you ever heard of, Don- have you ever heard of Donald Duck? He looked at me again like I'm crazy, and he said, Donald Duck? Yeah, I heard of Donald Duck. What are you talking about? And I said, well, I'm just asking some questions. Have you ever heard of Michael Jordan? He said, yeah, of course. I said, have you ever heard of Jesus Christ? I kid you not. My wife was there. She'll testify to this. He tur- he's driving the car. He looks back at me, and he said, who? I said, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Have you ever heard of Jesus Christ? You've heard of Donald Duck. You've heard of Coca-Cola. You've heard of all, have you heard of Jesus Christ? And he looked at me and he said, no, who is he? I'm talking about Bangkok. We have missionaries in Bangkok. Now, I've, I, 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 I was flabbergasted. I was, I was shocked. I thought there's no way in the world that this English-speaking ca- taxi driver is going to say that to me. And I, and I talked to some missionaries from that area, and I said, I said could they, how could this be? And they said, there are people in Thailand who have never heard of Jesus. Now, that particular taxi driver, if you had said his name, if you had said Jesus Christ in Thai, he probably would have understood what you were saying. He just never heard it in English. But, my friend, there are people, and, and the reason I tell you that is because I, I want to always try to be honest with you about everything. There are people around the world who literally have never heard of Jesus Christ. Now, perhaps this man had heard of Jesus in Thai. I don't know if he had or not. I know he didn't know the gospel. But there are people around the world that have never had the opportunity. Today, 
We support several national pastors. At the time, we had none. Today, we have several national pastors in Thailand, and many of them are, are, are witnessing the people and leading people to Christ in this place that is 95% Buddhist. If you give to missions, people all over the world are going to hear the wonderful name of Jesus. Several years ago, my wife and I lived in a village, and this village was up in the mountains, and we a uh, beautiful village, but you had to walk down the village to get to the, to the uh, uh, to the train station, and I would go, in the, go, in, go down the train station every day. As I was walking up and down this village, I happened to run into a, a girl that would also be walking up and down the, the, the village, the, the pathway to the village, uh, going into work each day. Her name was Nai Suk Mei. Last name was Nai. First name was Suk Mei. Nai Suk Mei was in her mid-20s. And when uh, I was talking to her one day, I said, Nai Sukmei, would, uh, would, you, would you come to church with my wife and I? And so she did. She came to church with us. We took her in our car to, in our, to, from the village to our church building. And she, she heard the gospel, and she got saved. When she got baptized, when I baptized Nai Sukmei, we baptized on Sunday nights, first Sunday night of every month at that point. And so she came walking in the door that that. Sunday night service when she was going to get baptized, there was another young lady who came, came in with her. I thought a friend of hers. And so she sat down. I sat down, or I, I walked over where they were sitting down, and I started talking to Nysuk May. And I said, who is this? And she said, this is my sister, Nysuk Fien. Last name's Nai, first name's Suk Fien. First girl's Nai, last name Nai, uh, first name is Suk May. So Nysuk May's sister, Nysuk Fien, comes to watch Nysuk May get, get baptized. And so uh, that night I preached the gospel and gave the invitation, and Nysuk Fien got saved, uh, Nysuk May's sister. I baptized Nysuk May that night, and then Nysuk Fien uh, had gotten saved that night. A, a month later, the next first Sunday night of the month, we baptized Nysuk Fien. Whenever they came walking in that night, they came walking in, and there were three girls that came in together. Uh, Nysuk May, Nysuk Fien, I'm sorry, Nysuk Fun was her name, and Nysuk Yin. So Nysuk May got saved. She brought Nysuk Fun, her, her sister, to get, watch her get baptized. Nysuk Fun got saved. That night, Nysuk Yin, who came to watch Nysuk Fun, who came to watch Nysuk May get baptized, get baptized, she got saved that night. <laughs> I kid you not. These girls are all in their 20s. And uh, so now, Nysuk May has been saved. Nysuk Fun is saved. Nysuk Yin is saved. Before they walked out the door that night, I said, hey, hey, girls, can I ask you something? You got any more sisters? <laughs> and they said, no. I said, man, that's too bad. They said, but we have a brother. I am not making this up. When Nysuk Fun got baptized, Nai Wing Gun came to watch Nysuk Fun get baptized. And Nysuk Fun had come to watch Nysuk Yin, and Nysuk Yin had come to watch Nysuk May. Get baptized. I, I'm not making this up. That night, Nine-Wing Gun got saved. <laughs> I said, you got any more brothers? They said, we got a mama. And they brought their mother. And their mother got saved. I'm telling you, uh, this is what's going to happen all over the world. If you'll, if you'll say yes, I'm going to fill out that. You don't have to. But if you'll fill out the card, ask God what he wants you to give, you're going to have a part in seeing people saved all over the world. And then they, listen, these people are just like us. They're just like you. They're just like me, except one thing. They don't, they don't know the gospel. They don't know God. Give an opportunity for people to be saved. Would you do it for the sake of those who are still waiting to hear the gospel? You don't have to, but would you do it for them? Number two, I suggest you do it for your own sake. You see, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we won't take the time to turn there, talks about how the church is a body, right? We are a part of the body of Christ. 
where there's the hand, the eyeball. You know, you remember that passage, kind of funny, where uh, the hand cannot say to the eye, I'm not, you know, in the head and, and then just the feet. I can't say, well, I'm not part of the, I'm not part of the body because I'm not the, I'm not the eye and, you know, the, and, and the head can't say I'm not part of the body because I'm not the feet or the feet of the head. And so, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a, a humorous passage there. But what God is illustrating is that every one of us are part of the body. And as part of the body, each of us should have a part in what the body is doing. Atrophy is the gradual decline in effectiveness or vigor due to underuse or neglect. So if your body is atrophy, has atrophy, that means a part of your body shrivels up and dies as a result of not being used. You're not using it. Now, you need to be involved in missions. You understand that if you don't fill out the card, the missions program will go on. Now, it may not go on as strong as it was. It may, they may not be able to support all 80 of those missionaries anymore. But the missions program is not going to die if you don't fill out the card. They're going to continue on. But here's the problem. The problem is you won't be a part of it. They'll still be sending out. They'll still be helping with the PNG project. We'll still be seeing people saved. We'll still be adding people through Barnabas 1040. But you're not a part of it. There'll still be missionaries that your church is supporting. There'll still be people saved. But you're not a part of it. You need to be a part of the body. The Lord will give to you, as I said, what He wants to give through you, and God wants all of His body to take a part in this together. As Pastor read the verse about uh, an equality, not a burdensome thing, but each of us having a part. You may say, well, my, my offering, my amount that I could give would be so insignificant. No, it's not. The, the issue has never been the amount. The issue is the heart. The issue is not, is not how much money you have. The issue is how generous are you with what you do have. God is looking for generous people. Now that generous, that generosity may be, uh, it may be that you're being generous with what little you have or maybe with a, the, what abundance you have. But you're still a generous person. God wants you to be generous. So the issue is not how much you give. When we take it all, look, he gives some, he gives some, I give some, you give some. Every single person puts it together and then we bring it together and it's amazing what God can do through your church. Each of us having a part in it. It's never been a, uh, it's never been about how much you give. It's about doing what you can do, what God wants you to do. So number two, do it for your own sake. Why should you do it? You don't have to fill out the card. Why should you? Number one, you should do it for others' sake. Number two, for your own sake. Number three, would you do it for Jesus' sake? Would you do it for the Lord? Will you do it for Jesus? Would you do it because God loves people and you love God? Now, the reality is you might say, I love God. But in, in truth, I really don't love people that much. I understand. I get it. I get it. I'm 71 years old, man. I get it. There's a lot of people I don't love. I want to. I struggle to love them. Let me back it up. I love them. I just don't like them. That's one, that's one my wife uses on me sometimes. I said, you don't love me. She said, oh, honey, I always love you. I just don't always like you. <laughs> she said that to me one time. <laughs> it was great. I've used it so many times in illustrations since. She says, you know, you've got that all backwards. In fact, she believes it. She remembers it that I said that to her. Oh, babe, I remember you said that to me. And uh, I loved it because it's a great illustration because <laughs> it's so true. We, we don't always, look, we, we stay together. Not, we, we don't always like each other, but we always love each other. And you love God, and God loves people. So right now, I'm, I'm mad at people. I'm upset with people. That's okay. I understand. I get it. 
You'll get over it. The Lord will help you walk, walk you through it. You're human. I, I understand. I'm human too. But God always loves people. God never loses his love for people. He never, he never fails with his grace. And you love him. He loves people. And even if at the moment you're just not real excited about the world, you're, you're, you're ticked off at China for the virus. You're ticked off at the government. You're ticked off at everybody in the world. You just, you know, I don't like anybody right now. Okay, I understand. I understand. You'll get over it. God will walk you through it. He's gracious. But would you do it for Jesus? I mean, what, what are you going to say? Well, maybe next year I'll feel better about the world I'll give. No, no, no. How many people are going to die and go to hell in that meantime? Would you do it for Jesus? Listen to Hebrews chapter 12. I'll wrap this up. Hebrews chapter 12 says this, looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, now listen to this, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of of the throne of God. Jesus despised going to Calvary. He endured it. He didn't enjoy it. He prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, Father, if it would be possible, let this cup pass from me. He sweat great, great, great drops of blood. He said, if, it, if there's any other way, can we do this? But there was no other way. If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. It was, it was not possible. He could... You remember what, one of the things that the, one of the things that, that his critics mocked him with when he was on the on the cross? Think about this. They, here's what they said: He saved others; he cannot save himself. They were correct. They hated Jesus, but they were right. He did save others, and he could not save himself. He couldn't do both. He had to make a choice. He saved others; he cannot save himself. That's right. They didn't know they were right. They were making fun of him. But it was true. He could save others or he could save himself, one of the two. He saved others, but he could not save himself. He despised the shame of the cross. But he went. Why? Because of his love for people. Would you be willing to give because those people, millions of them, for whom Jesus died, are still waiting to hear the gospel? Would you be willing to give for them? Would you? And he said, I wouldn't do it for them. Would you do it for Jesus then? Would you do it for Jesus? I'm telling you, I've been in villages. I've been in places where I, I feel so uncomfortable. Um, I, just, I just don't fit. But I'm not there because I'm trying to fit in. I'm there because I'm trying to help people. And, 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 and I'm trying to find pastors that we can support and help to plant churches in those places where I'm very uncomfortable, where I don't, I don't, I don't fit in at all. But, but they, God loves them. Jesus died for them. They need to get the gospel. If I could take you to just one of the twenty countries you work in, I think I'd take you to Vietnam. Vietnam, amazing that a Vietnam veteran would would take you back to Vietnam. I spent two tour, two tours there in, in the army with the 75th Rangers, uh, trying to kill them while they tried to kill me fighting against communism. If I could take you, in fact, I, I, I've, been, I've been emailing this afternoon with one of our guys in Vietnam saying, is it feasible for me to get back in 2022? And he said, yes, it is. You know, you're going to have to, there'll be some quarantines, but if you could come, he said, I could take you to, to the churches we support in Da Nang. I could take you to the churches that you support in, uh, in these different villages and 
And he said, yeah, you can get back. You're going to have to do some quarantine, but yeah, get, get, let's get a date. Let's get it, get it on the calendar. But Vietnam is one of the places that I love to go the most. We support about 25 national pastors in Vietnam now. Every day, people are turning to Jesus through the ministry of those churches. Every day. Every day, people are being saved. Why would I take you to meet the young people in Vietnam? Why them? And they're young people that are getting saved. They're people in their, in their early 20s. They're people that are, that are young people. Most of the country is young. These, these people I would introduce you to, their grandfathers fought in the war on either the north or the south. I have met people from both I have pictures. I've got a picture right now on my phone I could show you of, of, a, of, a, of a Vietnamese pastor and myself. And I'm holding up a picture of me in Vietnam. He's holding a picture of him in his army uniform and me in my army uniform. And now these two old, old goats are standing there. <laughs> Both of us are pastors. <laughs> we, from Vietnam, from all those years ago, 50 years ago, more than 50 years ago. I've met people from the north. I've met people from the south. Uh, I've had sweet fellowship with both who have come to Christ. Their grandparents fought in the war. Their parents of these young people were taught to be atheists, and their parents had very difficult lives after the, after the fall of Vietnam. Uh, many of them uh, were, were, um, were put in re-education camps. These children, these young people that are now in their 20s, they were taught to be atheists, taught to be communists. And they, are, they have become totally disillusioned with communism, with atheism, uh, with the lies of their government, and now they're turning to Christ. And they've got, they're sweet people, they love the Lord. I'm telling you, I would love to take you to meet them. And they're all over that country, waiting for people to give them the gospel. There's a great need. Now, you don't have to give to missions, but you have a wonderful opportunity there's a need. Now, you are commanded to take the gospel. If you're not going to do it through faith promise, how are you going to do it? I mean, how are you going to do it? Um, are you going to personally try to go to every one of those countries? It's, it's, your, it's, your, it's your command. It's my command. This is a way that we can do it. My wife and I have given the faith promise missions since we got, since we got married. As soon as we heard about it, we thought, this is, this is great. We've been married, as I said, almost 50 years. For 50, almost 50 years, we've been given the Faith Promise missions. We still do it. We will, Lord willing, until we die or until Jesus comes back, whichever one comes first. If not this way, how are you going to do it? So I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to stop. But I would just say, even though nobody's going to check to see whether or not you fill out the card, would you fill out the card? Would you ask God what he wants you to do? And would you do it for the sake of others? Would you do it for your own sake so you have a part in what God's doing here? And would you do it for Jesus? You will never regret it. I'm sure about this. I'm positive about this. I'm positive that when we get to heaven, we are not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stand before Jesus. And at my age, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm without question, I'm closer to, the, to that side than to the beginning, right? If that wall represents the day I was born, and that wall represents the damn dying. Uh, I'm way over here somewhere, right? I'm not. I'm not over there by that wall. I mean, I'm like over here leaning on this wall. You know, <laughs> I, I'm close. I'm positive about this. 
when I get to heaven, the same thing for you. I'm not going to get to heaven and say, you know, Lord, I do have one regret. I wish I'd given you less. I wish I'd kept a little bit more of that money for myself. I wish I'd had a little nicer car, uh, nicer vacations. Wish we hadn't waited 50 years of being married to go to Israel. Wish we'd done it our first honeymoon. Just put it on credit cards. <laughs> you know, I'm, I mean, I, I'm sure of that. I'm not going to say, I wish I'd given you a little less. I'm pretty sure, if anything, I'm going to say, Lord, I'm sorry I didn't do more. I wish I'd given you more. And I think the same thing's true of you. Father, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to uh, give to missions. I pray you'll help us to do better. I pray, Father, you'll help us to, uh, to know what you want us to give. I pray that nobody would do so because of a feeling of guilt or uh, pressure that they have to do it. But I pray the pressure of the Holy Spirit and the love of uh, Christ and the, our love for you and our love for others and our desire to have a part and to see this church uh, accomplish all that you want. I pray, Lord, that those things would motivate us to where we would say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then, Father, I pray that husbands and wives would be united about this and that families would be united and this church would see an increase in their giving to missions this year. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.